Now, on this Invest Talk podcast, Steve Peasley listens to your questions. Okay, let's go to Cody in Omaha. Where to get company information? First of all, I want to say I love the show, and I know you can't really give me a crash course on this, but I was just curious as to what to look for slash where to look to research um, the companies that you know you're wanting to invest in. And provides unbiased answers. Let me give you a name of a website I like, Finviz, F-I-N-V-I-Z dot com. They have good fundamental information. Invest Talk, over 32 million downloads and counting. Your participation makes it unique. 888-99-SHARP. This podcast is produced by KPP Financial. Steve Peasley, President. KPP Financial. Independent thinking, shared success. And now today's podcast. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Invest Talk. It is Tuesday, September 21st, 2021. And today is the, the last, the final full trading day of summer. So we're talking about, you know, moving on to, on to, on to uh, fall. Fall will start tomorrow, September 22nd at 3.21 p.m. Pacific time. And then we'll be in October. And that means the quarter is ending here at the end of September next week. We only have a few trading days left in the quarter uh, starting tomorrow, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And I think it's Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. I think that's it for the quarter. In the meantime, we you know we, we we let ourselves become we can't let ourselves become distracted about what's important, and what's important in this show and what we talk about is our money, our finances, our ability to save and grow our money, to save it, to not spend it foolishly, and that's what the show is about, talking about that those kind of issues. You can ask any question you want, as long as it's a financial question, we'll talk about it. Okay, and of course, uh, we always start off with our mission statement, which is independent thinking and shared success. And we we state that to make sure you understand that we are going to provide the absolute best information we can that's at our fingertips in our computer systems. So, of course, that doesn't mean it's always 100% accurate. It, it could be, you know, data that's misleading or, you know, it's always difficult. It's never straightforward. I wish it was. It's just not. When it comes to managing money, you know, I could give you some straightforward advice by companies that make money, by companies that are not overpriced, by companies that have good margins and a good business plan. You know, those kinds of things. But, you know, that's that's about as you know, detailed as we can get with accuracy with any accuracy because when I talk about well the next year's earnings, that's an estimate. So they're estimating that number. It could be totally wrong. Usually it's pretty accurate. So anyways, we will provide that information as accurately as we can based on the data that we buy and download to our systems. And I will share it with you. I'm Steve Peasley, and I really do encourage you to contact me and call me with your financial and investment questions. And when you do, you get to drive the show in the direction you want it to go. So Please do so. My number is 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278, and you can call right now. So let's go ahead and start with our first question of the day. 
Hey guys, uh, this is Zach out of Minnesota. I'm calling about Rio Tinto, R-I-O. Bought this position about 10 months ago and looks like uh, recently since it's you know high, it's dropped close to 30% since it's high. I was wondering what your opinions were on this stock. There's some concerns coming out of China where they're looking to reduce steel production for the carbon emissions. And I see that CLSA has put a, uh, a cell marker on this ticker as well. So. I was wondering if that pressure from China is going to continue to affect this price and, you know, what your opinion on it and uh, is it a good time maybe to add some more? Uh, look forward to the answer. I know. Rio Tinto Corporation, UK-based company with global interests in mining metals and industrial minerals. Uh, it's going to make $14.79 a share this year. That's up 92%. It, next year, it's going to go down to $10.83, down 27%. And this is not uncommon, really erratic kind of ups and downs for the earnings. But generally, the earnings are pretty pretty uh, consistently up. But they've had, you know, you know they're very economically sensitive And, of course, you know, they're global in nature, and that means what happens in certain foreign markets affects them. Sales growth has been very spectacular. Uh, Last quarter, 71%, 70% the quarter before that, 13% before that, that kind of growth rate. It's a $65 stock going to make $10.83 next year. That's a 6.5 P.E. ratio. Return on equity is 28%. Huge cash flow, $9.67, and uh, management owns don't doesn't own hardly any shares. Funds only own a very small amount, which is surprising, only about 3%. So without the fund's participation, they're the ones that will drive the stock up or down, and they're not participating right now. They pay a very large dividend, 10.5%. So that would be about $6.50. And they're going to make $10.83 next year, so they can pay, they can afford the dividend. Don't have a lot of debt. Very solid company. I, I, I think it's a buying opportunity. There's going to be problems coming out of China. And we're in the midst of a correction. But I think this will set itself up to be a good buying opportunity. I might wait for it to settle down. Uh, it's still in a, kind of in a downtrend. I'd like to see that trend either go sideways for a while and it looks like there's lots of strength, lots of support around $60, 60 instead of 65 I do like the company. I do. Okay. My focus point today concerns the story behind the headline, Investors Turn to Foreign Stocks in August. In August. Investors turn, because, you know, we, we keep track of flows into mutual funds and the types of mutual funds. That's, you know, we keep, everything is, tracked so we know how much money is going in and out of foreign mutual funds and domestic funds and everything else so we'll talk about that other topics i want to discuss is um home construction rebound in august did you see that it was shrank in july but it rebounded in august talk about that uh i'm sure justin talked about this the china evergrade group and i know i've been talking about it and been writing a little bit about it. They have $305 billion in debt. And I want to broaden that out into what's happening in China. What's happening with the government of China? What are they doing? Justin and I were talking about this today, this, this morning. And uh, maybe he's talked about it on the radio. I'm not sure. But I want to talk about it. Um, 
Canadian inflation. We know what our inflation looks like, but we haven't really discussed other countries' inflation. And I got some numbers from Canada that I want to share with you. Those are what we're going to talk about. What do you want to talk about? You drive the show. The market was mixed today. Um, the Dow was down 51, the Nasdaq up 32, and the S&P down 4. After being down pretty good size, pretty good re- down day yesterday. And the the the, uh, the fault was given to uh, China and that construction company, Evergrade Group, which is a building company, builds apartments and how, well, mostly big high-rise apartments and how, how bad they are financially. And what China's government doing about it, which is really the story behind the story, in my opinion. That's what I really want to talk about. Okay, uh, my trivia question concerns seasons, both of our, both for our climate and for the stock market performance. The trivia is coming up at the halfway point, as it usually does, of the program and podcast. So we'll talk about that. Seasonalities. We're heading into a quick break, but I'm here ready to answer your questions on Invest Talk. 888-99-CHART. No two investors have an identical portfolio, so each investor will have different questions. I guess I'm wondering how I should kind of diversify. If the questions specific to your portfolio aren't being asked, your situation is not addressed. And I wanted your thoughts on the cannabis market. Steve Peasley and Justin Klein take Invest Talk listener questions each weekday during the program live stream in the 4 to 5 p.m. hour Pacific time. The Invest Talk Voice Bank never closes, so your questions are always welcome. As a newer investor, my question concerns positions. You have the right to remain silent, but why would you when anything you ask will be used to help you create your financial freedom? I think it'll probably go higher. And so I would keep a tight stop on it. So don't forget to call Invest Talk 888-99-CHART. It is constantly changing, and you've got to be ready to react. You'll have questions. Steve and Justin have answers. The Invest Talk Anytime listener line never closes. 888-99-CHART. This question's for Justin. This is uh, Daniel uh, from Houston. I'm calling about stock ticker QS. This is QuantumScape. I've been watching this stock for some time. It's kind of trading at the 20 to $21 uh, level. Question is, Is do you think this is a good point to pick it up? I'd like to get it a little bit cheaper, but it just doesn't seem like it's uh, going any further down. Uh, just what are your thoughts on a good entry point for this stock? Thank you. QuantumScape, QS is the symbol, develops next-generation solid-state lithium battery, lithium metal batteries for, you know, vehicles, electric vehicles. The key here, developing solid-state lithium metal batteries. Developing. Hasn't made any. Not going to have any in the market for for a number of years. 
uh, they just came up with a technology they think will work. Now, PondomScape was an IPO way back in September of 2020. IPO in 10, 11, 12 dollar range, shot up to 140. Now it's down to 24. Um, in my personal 401k, I took, uh, I bought this stock when it was about 40, uh, and then I only 100 shares, very small, and then I bought another 100 shares last week. There are only a handful of companies developing or trying to develop solid-state lithium batteries, any kind of solid-state battery. Why is that important? Because solid-state means you get rid of the, the, uh, the, the liquid inside the battery. Therefore, it, will never, it won't explode. But more importantly, it charges much, much faster, like in 15 minutes. It holds the charge much longer. And go, therefore, it can go farther. Cars can go farther on a single charge. And um, there, there's a number of benefits just because you're solid state, if you can develop it. And that's the key. The next generation of the battery technology. If whoever does it, it's going to be big. Now, they went up, uh, what, 10, 11% today? Because at $24.12? Because... Um, Volkswagen is a big backer of it, and so is Bill Gates of this company. And another large auto company in Europe came aboard to help them develop it. Now, what was interesting, they announced that, but they didn't announce who it was. We don't know who it is. We don't know what, what their contribution is, other than QuantumScape announced another big backer of their technology. So I, I like the company, but it is super, super risky. So I'm taking a very tiny position in this company. And, you know, i got a couple others I'm going to take a position in also about solid-state battery development. I think, I think if it works, that's going to be huge because electric car energy, electric car industry needs it badly. Needs it for many reasons. So I kind of like the stock. As a very, very high spec. They're going to lose money. They're going to lose money for years. you got to be super patient. That's right. Being patient is good. My focus point today concerns a headline. Investors turn to foreign stocks in August. August. Okay, so what do, I, what do we mean by that? Well, it's pretty simple. It means that how much money came into the market and where did the money go? And you can... You, you can do this using mutual funds. Okay, for instance, long-term mutual funds, exchange-traded funds collect $103 billion in August, $103 billion, more than July, $71 billion, but not as much as $120 and $160 billion in February and through April. So it's not that much. Don't, don't think it's a huge thing. $78 billion uh, moved into passive managed accounts and flows into the U.S. equity International Equity Taxable Bond ETS, after the managed funds took in $25 billion. So $78 billion to the foreigners, foreign companies, foreign international-type funds versus only $25 billion, $25 billion in domestic stuff. Now, what's interesting is this is the second month in a row that that's happened. And ever since April, we've seen the turn – Back in March, where there was a huge U.S. equity bump, uh, then from then on, it changed directions. 
Now my concern is we're putting too much money in. People are putting too much money and faith in China's market. I'm not trusting that market right now. And I'll talk to you about it before the end of the show. We're heading into a break. James from Sonoma will get to you in just a few minutes. For everyone else, the phone lines are open. You can call. Call right now, 888-99-CHART. Got a question for Steve or Justin? I'm calling to ask you an opinion on an ETF called XLI. Now is a good time to call Invest Talk 888-99 Chart. The market is constantly changing and you've got to be ready to react. You'll have questions, Steve and Justin have answers. The Invest Talk Anytime listener line never closes. 888 99Chart. 888 992 4278. We're going to talk to James in Sonoma. Hi, James. How are we doing today? We're hey, doing I pretty good. I want to talk to you about the it, uh, um, Illinois Tool Works. I uh-huh. own it. I've owned it for years. I'm solidly in the black. Um, but I was just it's down quite a bit, and it's be one to go in my IRA. I just add two or three hundred shares, like you just mentioned, and uh, just uh, keep it there probably forever. Looks good to me. Uh, Illinois Tool Works, ITW, manufactures uh, plastic, metal fasteners, fastening tools for construction and automotive and appliance markets. It is a cyclical stock, meaning when when we have an economic downturn, this stock goes down because their earnings go down. When the economy turns around, it does well. That's just how it is. It's an economically incentive stock. Pays 2.3% dividend. It's going to make $9.40 next year, and it's at $213.76 is the price of the stock. So that growth is the most money they've ever made next year, $9.40. Sales growth last quarter was up 43%. Before that was up 10%. And it was down in the COVID quarters. So it was down. So it's turned itself around. But I think most of that growth is already built into the price. So um, it's starting to move down because I think the market is correcting. And so now how far will it go down? It's not going to go down much. I mean, it might go down to 200 from 213. And that would be, I think that's going to be about it in the short term. I don't think it's going to short term mean the next six months to a year. I don't think it's going to go lower than that. I don't. Do you want to buy more? Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, I just add to my position. I've got, you know, some extra money, and I'm buying a couple other things, too. But I just yeah. looked at that, and it's been one that's done well for me over the years. And, um, yeah, well, then. It's, you know, it's not, a, it's not a tech stock, but what the hell? You can't have all of them can't be tech stock. Yeah, you sure can't. Yeah, I think it's a good, solid company. It's just a little bit expensive right now because everybody's Pretty has been excited about it. And it's just pulling back, just ratcheting back a little bit. As I said, I'd probably see if it pulls back to the $200 area. If it did, that would probably be a good place to put it, to put it more on if that's what you want to do. Okay? Thanks for the call, James. Appreciate it. That's ITW, Illinois Tool Works. Been around forever. Good, solid company. Been around for a long time. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. Okay, home construction rebounded in August. It was up 3.9%. Okay, and most of that strength came in the apartment construction, not single-family homes. Apartments construction was up uh, 21.6%, where single-family homes would shrink 2.8%. But as you know, and of course, that the, it's, 
what's more important is the building permits, okay? Because that's the gauge for future construction. And it was up 6%. So the housing market is still pretty strong. I think it's going to be pretty strong the rest of this year. I can't see it weakening. You know when I see it weakening, when the Federal Reserve gets around tightening. And they're not doing that yet. I think 2022, that means next year, uh, that's when I think you're going to see the Federal Reserve struggling what to do, when to start tightening a little bit. I think that's when we're going to see it. But I just don't see. Some people think the housing's in a bubble. I'm, I'm not buying that. I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, I know the prices are really high and everything. I just think it's it's not going to pop. It might deflate a little bit, but it's not going to pop. That's how I see it. Bubble, to me, eventually pops and everything collapses. I don't, we're not there. I don't see it there at this point. I don't. We'll see, but I'm pretty sure. It, it, all the signs are there's still a pretty healthy market, housing market. Not as... Not as crazy as it was, but still pretty healthy. So if I move fast, I think I can fit in one more quick question. Um, let's do it. Hi, Justin. I was wondering if you guys could look at Sprouts Farmer's Market and tell me if it's a good time to buy. I've been noticing it's been dropping for the past week or so, and just wondering if it was a good time to get in. Thank you. I think you wait till about $20. It's at $22.64. I think that's a better imp, uh, place to get in. It's SFM. Sprouts Farmers Market operates 362 stores in 23 different states, natural and organic foods. I go there almost once every couple of weeks. They're going to make $1.96 this year after making $2.27 last year. They made, in 2020, they made more, a lot of money because everybody was eating at home, okay, and healthy. This year, $1.96, so sales are going to go down, earnings are going to go down, and next year they're going to pop back up to $2.07. And sales are shrinking a little bit, and I think that's why you're seeing it reflected in the mar- in the stock price because it's fallen from you know $29 down to 22, and I think it might go down to 20 before it ends up. You know, we're, as I said, we're in a correction. This is a very strong company. Return equity is 37 percent. Okay, the current PE is what? Uh, uh, it's going to be 10. It's going to be 11 or so next year. So, eh. And 8 to 29 is its range of P.E. range. Okay. Okay, the fall season officially begins tomorrow, and most people are attuned to the changing seasons. And yes, there is evidence that the stock market performs differently in various seasons. So let's go to break. Here's my two-part trivia question. Did you know that there are actually two different start dates for our climate seasons? And in the S&P 500, which investing season has been shown to produce superior returns. So after break, I'll give you the answer. Give me a call. 888-99-CHART. Now is a good time to call Invest Talk. My question has to do with insuring residential rental properties. Got a question for Steve or Justin? What do you think a target price to get in would be? You're the best person to ask it. 888-99-CHART. Let's say you've been thinking about learning a new language. Okay, why? I mean, how would it come in handy? And where would you want to use it? Could it be that you have an upcoming international trip? Or maybe you want to connect with family members or friends from a different culture? 
I think you should know about Rosetta Stone. With millions of users, it's been the world's most trusted language learning program for 30 years. Rosetta Stone is available on your desktop or as an app with audio companion and the ability to download lessons offline. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in the language you want to learn. It has a built-in patented speech recognition engine called True Accent. So as you practice speaking, you'll get feedback on how well you pronounce words. With Rosetta Stone, you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. It's an intuitive process designed for long-term retention. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in your new language. Rosetta Stone is an amazing value, so your special skill set is within easy reach. You know you want to do this, so don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, InvestTalk listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off now at rosettastone.com today. At this point, I think almost everyone has heard how generative AI promises to bring us to the next industrial revolution. AI is already shaping society with an impact on daily life that echoes the transformative significance of electricity or the internet. As we take steps to embrace the potential of generative AI, we need to remain vigilant with regard to its exploitability. This is where HackerOne comes in. HackerOne's AI Red Team addresses the novel challenges of AI safety and security for businesses that are launching new AI deployments. The HackerOne approach involves targeted offensive testing by harnessing the collective skills of ethical hackers who are proficient in AI and prompt hacking. In short, AI red teaming is the practice of stress testing AI models and deployments to make sure they can't be tricked into providing information beyond their intended use, and that security flaws can't be exploited to access confidential data or systems. HackerOne seamlessly integrates with your existing tools to enhance communication and collaboration across development, security, and IT teams. So, Stay ahead of the game in the battle against cyber threats with HackerOne's attack resistance platform. Learn more at HackerOne.com. That's H-A-C-K-E-R-O-N-E.com. HackerOne.com. Each day, InvestTalk listeners submit their finance and investment questions via phone or email. Would you like your question to be put near the top of the list? Just take a minute or two to leave a review and rating for InvestTalk at iTunes. And be sure to include a brief question with your iTunes review comments. Okay, before the break, I had a trivia question, which I do quite often, as you know. Did you know that there are actually two different start dates for our climate seasons? And in the S&P 500, which investing season has been shown to produce superior returns? So when we talk about climate season, scientists now teach, they didn't do this when I was little, they teach seasons on both an astronomical start date and a meteorological start date. The astronomical start date is based on the position of the sun in relationship to the earth. 
So the meteorological start date is based on our 12-month calendar as well as the annual temperature cycle. So for 2021, the astronomical start date of autumn is tomorrow. Astronomical. The meteorological start date for autumn was September 1st. Okay, I don't know how important that is, but it's just interesting to know. Anyways, and of course, you know, the temperatures change by the position of the sun, shifting in sunlight, determined by how the Earth orbits the sun and the tilt of the planet axis. You know all that, right? Okay, about the stock market performance. According to a story published by acorn.com, acorns.com, the S&P 500 since World War II, stocks returned an average of 1.4% during this summer period, May to about May to about October 31st. No, that's not wrong. Okay. Compared with a return of 6% for the winter months, and that's from November to April. November to April. So... So you've heard me talk about that before. The winter months are usually much better than the summer months. And I notice it's been about May 1st to about the middle of October somewhere. They say November 1st. But, I, you know, I've been watching this forever, right? I mean, so I kind of know what it is. But they got numbers. I'm sure they have studies. Okay, let's go to Cody in Omaha. Where to get company information? Cody. Hey, how are you doing? Um, first of all, I want to say I love the show. Um, I just you. had one quick question, and I know you can't really give me a crash course on this, but uh, I was just curious as to what to look for slash where to look to research um, the companies that, you know, you're wanting to investing in because I'm uh-huh. absolutely brand new to investing. Okay. And I kind of look on Yahoo Finance on the financial breakdowns, but I really don't know what I'm looking at. So I was hopefully hoping I could get a few pointers from you all. Okay, um, yeah, um, it's it's a huge, lifelong study, right? <laughs> I mean, right, so you just, right. but you got to start somewhere. You got to start somewhere. Let me give you a name of a website I like, a couple of them, if I may. Finviz, fin, V-I, finviz, F-I-N-V-I-Z dot com. They have good fundamental information. And I also referred to Investopedia.com. We get you a definition of anything stock market related. If you have a question about something, what the heck is a ROE? What's return on equity? What's return on... Okay, and now, crash course. When you're first starting out, always buy money, always buy companies that make money. Well, how do I know what they make money? We're talking earnings per share, which are reported constantly by companies. And you can get that financial... Uh, Yahoo Finance, uh, MSM Money. There's many places you can get it. You can also buy the data, but buying it can get very expensive. Of course, I buy it, right, for my office. But for a beginner, you need to start with beginning. And I would suggest you start off with some reading, uh, some reading material, some easy reading material. My book is very good, which I can send you if you send me your email, your 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 mailing address. It's called Above Average Investing for the Average Investor. And it's a beginner's book on what you look for and how to get it. But there's also all kinds of books out there. You can go to our book list on our website. Uh, One Up on Wall Street's good. There's a number of books out there that are pretty simple and can get you started. But you're always looking for growth. You're always looking for earnings. 
Big companies, you want them to pay dividends. Small companies usually grow fast, grow sales fast. So it it depends on what you're looking for, you know. And it's it's such a wide Cody. It's such a wide subject. It's hard to just in a few minutes give you a lesson on it. It really is difficult. But I'll help you any way I can. Send me an email. I'll be send you new stuff if you want. Okay. All right. Thank you for the information. I really appreciate it. No problem, Cody. And thanks for listening to the show. I appreciate it. And I do appreciate the call questions. People, if you have questions, call. You know, there's no question too simple. Don't worry about, gee, I don't want to ask that. I might sound stupid. No, no, there is no stupid question. No such thing. You know, if you say, uh, what's a dividend? That's not a stupid question. If you don't know what a dividend is, that's okay. How do you learn? You learn by asking questions. Now, you can do it, you can ask me directly when we're live, right? Justin and I, we're live Monday through Friday, 4 to 5. Or you can just leave the question on our, our number's the same, 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, and just leave the question and we'll get to it in the next show or the next show after that. We will get to it. We do. So, appreciate that. Okay? Okay, China Evergrade Group, which is their, one of, I think, their largest builder of apartments. And they've way over... They incurred way too much debt. They can't finish the building. I mean, we're talking thousands of apartments there, not just just a few hundred or whatever. Thousands upon thousands across China. And this company is $305 billion in debt with many apartment buildings, high-rise apartments, unfinished. And they got the debt is coming due. But what's really happening in China China is tightening up on certain things like these debt issues. China is moving away. I don't know if you you pay attention when you're reading anything about China or listening to anything about China. They're moving away from the model that has made them so successful. They're slowly but surely moving away from the free economic model. They don't like the multi-billionaires that's produced, the rich class. They don't like that. Remember, it's a communist country. They're moving away from the free economic model that's made them so wealthy and able to produce all, all those jobs toward, toward a more socialist, communist system. Just pay attention. What do you think is happening in Macau? Why are they, why are they uh, tightening their standards and things in Macau, the gambling Mecca? They don't like that free-willing uh, economic model as much as they used to. They're moving away. I think they forgot that that's how they became successful. We'll see if they keep this up. I, I, for, for me, we're probably going to stay away from Chinese equities uh, for the foreseeable future. I'm just not trusting. Remember, they can come in and shut down anything. You know, it reminds me of what Russia does. You know, come in, shut them down. We don't like this company. We don't like these people that are wealthy. Let's show them. You know, we're the government. We, we're in control. Let's go to Justin, Louisiana. Hi, Justin. Hey, Steve. Good. Thanks for calling. Yeah, thanks. Uh, look, I have a question. It's really my mother, really. She's mm-hmm. getting older, um, uh-huh. but she has a lot of, I guess, uh, asset stuff. Like she has property that creates, that has income, and then uh-huh. she has other property, and then she has money in the bank, et cetera. I'm just curious, what's the best option for her? Like, does, should she create a trust? For, you know, because she has five kids, and then, you know, what to do after that. I'm just curious if there's any kind of uh, okay. direction. Okay. Uh, if she th- she has properties, she has accounts, she probably should set up a trust. 
Does she have a will okay. yet? She probably has a will, but I'm, uh-huh. I'm pretty certain she does not have a trust. And I think someone has suggested it, and I'm just unsure whether the reason that's why. the way it should go. Yeah, the reason why, Justin, what happens if she gets uh, to a point where she – is your dad around? Is she is – he, is he? Yes, yeah, he's around too. Okay. Okay, so what happens when both of them start to get really old and can't really make good decisions for themselves, right? Right. A a trust will help with this issue. You have a a living will, so they will will, will assign a trustee, one of you kids or attorney or whatever, and they'll they'll put in there their wishes while they're still alive. And then when they pass Mm -hmm. away, the will takes over, of course. Okay, mm-hmm. but a trust, especially if you have a complicated financial picture with properties and investments, and it gets gets messy. Who does what? Mm-hmm. Who has control of what? When if something happens, because people generally just don't expire just like that overnight. They usually diminish over time, and at some point, they'll want someone else to make those decisions for you. And that's what a trust really is most beneficial. You know, the make the you'll have the medical power attorney. You have other things in that trust. So, you know, other, you know, one of the kids or whoever makes those final decisions as to what is best for their parents. Okay, so yeah, kind of need one. Okay, thanks for the call, Justin. Good question. Let's go to James in New York. Hi, James. Hi, how are you tonight? I'm good. Thank you for the call. Good. Um, I wanted to maybe uh, ask a little bit uh, about this name, OGN, and I understand they're a spinoff company. Um, Because they're a spinoff company, I was wondering if they are poised for growth, if that would be a good stock, a good growth stock, given their spinoff, and what's maybe a good entry point for this company. Okay. This is Organon, Organon. Do they have? Do you know how to pronounce that? O-R-G-A. I, I don't. I'm just calling it OGN just for the yeah, okay, sake yeah. of clarity. Organon, um, OGN's a symbol. Manufactured generic drugs for the betterment of women's health and condition women face throughout their lives. Okay, so that's their specialty. Um, they're going to make about six six billion dollars in 2021. So it's not a small company. It's an $8.3 billion company. They're going to make, they make money even before the spin-off. This division made money. They're going to make $6.10 next year. It's a $32 stock. So it's a pretty low P.E. Range, PE for that stock, right? Five, five point something. And, of course, we don't have very much of range because it's a brand new spin-off. So we don't have return on equity is very good at 36%. Cash flow is very good at $9.55. And the dividend yield is 3.4%, which they can pay. There's not a lot of sales growth. That's probably why it's as cheap as it is. Sales growth is up 5% last quarter, down 15% the quarter before that, up 1% the quarter before that. So that's why, you know, that's not trading at a higher P. Therefore, it's a good value stock at this point, a good value stock. Um, so I can't tell much more than that from my screens because they haven't been around long enough. Where they spun off and uh, uh, what was that date? In June, July. Yeah. So it's been a fairly. Let me let me go back and check real quick. Uh, yeah. Uh, right at the beginning of June, they spun off. 
So, no, it's a good, solid company. You know, don't know what, I, I look into what they actually do. And you want to look at, you know, since they make generic drugs, you want to look at their, whenever you talk about a drug company, you want to know what's in the pipeline. What drugs are they developing? And do they have good prospects? Because that's how these drug companies trade, off their pipeline, not just what they make. Thanks for the call. Appreciate that. Thank you. On almost every podcast, I'd like to reserve a minute or so to remind listeners about some of the benefits uh, Justin Klein and I offer at, as a client of KPP Financial. We're in Southern California in Orange County between L.A. and San Diego. It's our home office. We do business across the country. Um, we operate with a, with a philosophy of independent thinking, shared success, and a philosophy in which we we share, we put our money where our mouth is. We buy the same things for ourselves personally as we do our clients, same price, same percentage. We call it parallel investing. And I noticed that numerous, a number of companies are doing that. We've been doing it for 20-plus years, wherever. Um, and the reason why we do it is because we think it's important. You know, why would you not do that? To me, it seems makes perfect sense. I want to buy that company. If I thought, thought if I'm going to buy it for myself, why wouldn't I want to buy it for everybody else or vice versa? If I'm buying it for somebody or for other people, why am I buying it for myself? I mean, yeah, why would I not? You know, you'll be surprised why big companies can't do that. They can't because it, there's so many conflicts of interest and SEC, SEC rules. It's difficult for them to keep track of it all. Anyways, um, we would love to take a look at your portfolio. We'll be happy to do that for free. We try to talk to you and get an idea of what your risk tolerance and if you just want us to look at the portfolio that's all we can we'll do we don't we, we're not going to talk into becoming a client don't do that i don't do that probably not a very good salesperson because i don't do that but we do try to help people we like helping people i'm going to help people i'm getting up there in age time for me to, to help people if i can so that's what we do so give us a call send us an email Go, you know, there's many ways to get a hold of us. Go to our website, investtalk.com. Send me an email. Okay? Have you noticed that the LIBOR, you know what LIBOR rates are? Rates, interest rate, LIBOR out of London. They've been rising, just so you know. Uh, what does that mean? That means the pressure is now on for rates to increase, not decrease. But I wanted to see if we can get to the question of Canadian inflation. We don't. Really, I've talked about the U.S. inflation, but not really about the inflation in Canada. Now that I don't know if we'll be able to get to it. No, I'm gonna have to get to it after this. After this break, I'll get to it. I promise. This is Invest Talk. I'm Steve Peasley, and we have one goal here: that's to help you achieve financial freedom. Financial freedom. That's what we all want. It, let, it lets us make other life decisions more pleasant. Work will continue right after this break. Get your questions in now. 888-99-CHART. And the question is, during a market downturn, do dividends stay fairly steady, at least for blue chip companies as compared to share prices, or should I expect some fluctuation in the uh, dividend stream that I'm hoping to get? Got a question for Steve or Justin? Now is a good time to call Invest Talk. 888-99-CHART.
two portfolios are alike, and every investor has a unique set of circumstances. The best way to get answers that correspond with your situation is for you to submit your questions to Steve Feasley and Justin Klein. The 24-hour listener line never closes, so don't forget to call Invest Talk. 888-99-CHART. 888-992-4278. We're going to talk to Dennis in San Jose. We're going to talk about AT&T. Dennis. Yes, sir. How's it going? Yes, sir. Go ahead. I'm right here. Can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead, Dennis. Yeah, I, 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 I uh, thank you very much for taking my call. And uh, I appreciate you, Fitz. I respect your decision, but I want to know if you thought, I have a little bit of AT&T. I thought, I wonder if I should continue buying AT&T or maybe uh, consider a different, a different uh, fixed income type investment because of the dividend. Okay. Uh, AT&T, I've talked about AT&T quite a bit in the last few months. Uh, provides local exchange. Everybody knows who they are. They're a $192 billion company. They sold off uh, a big part of their company. The, was it uh, Turner Entertainment? What was one? They had one of those. They sold off for billions of dollars to try to reduce their debt load and move toward more and more the faster to 5G and improve their cash flow, which I thought was a smart thing for them to do. They're going to make $3.29 this year, $3.23 next year. It's not a growth company, but they are growing slowly, but it's not a growth company. It's a $26 stock, so that tells you it's a pretty darn low P.E., No, very near the low range of its P.E. range. Turn equity is about 13%. Cash flow is... They improved a lot to $7.32. So I kind of like it. The dividend, they say, is 7.7%, but I was looking backwards. And uh, was it Time Warner? I think, yeah, it was Time Warner that they sold off. And Time Warner is no longer going to produce in the cash, <coughs> excuse me, for AT&T. So the dividend is probably going to be around 4 or 5%, not the 77 Now, you add AT&T to your portfolio. If you don't have a full position, if you don't have 3%, 3 to 5% of it of your portfolio, then, yeah, you can add it. If if you have more than that, then you look for another company. Don't buy more than 5% of any one company. That's my rule, and it's a good, solid rule. So that's what I would do. Thanks for the call, Dennis. Appreciate that. 888-99-CHART, 888-992-4278. I was talking about Canada. I was going to start talking about Canada and its inflation rate. Their current inflation rate now stands at 4% which is about twice what it used to be, similar to the United States. They feel that their inflation is going to come way down because one of the main products, export products they have is wood. And remember how wood got spiked huge, and then now it's coming way off, and therefore that will affect them. But what's really driving their inflation right now is gasoline prices, which are quite high. And as you know, it's here too, pretty high. we makes very little sense of why we don't just produce our own ga- own oil and gasoline prices because it keeps the price low, you know, and, and, mo- and it affects most people because most people drive cars. Until we get the electric vehicles where that's 50% or more of the vehicles out there, it's gasoline and still gasoline prices are going to be a huge factor in your everyday expense. So um, Canada... It's pretty sure that their inflation rate is going to come down and come down fast. 
Now, of course, our Federal Reserve says the same thing about ours. But as I said, I think everybody's ignoring wage inflation. I think that's I think that's going to be an issue. We already seen it be an issue. We got the quit rate is much higher. Every you know, meaning people quitting their jobs and not being afraid of quitting jobs because they got plenty of other opportunities out there. And when they move to another job, when's the last time you quit a job and went to someplace and made less money? Generally, it's more money, especially if you're willing to quit an old job and go somewhere else. You do it for more money. Isn't that wage inflation? That's okay. And hasn't all these big companies, Walmart and Target and all these other big companies, they're promising to raise all their minimum wage to $15 an hour. From 10, 12, 13, whatever it is now. That's also inflation, yeah, wage inflation. When the wages go up, doesn't the cost of goods and services go up too because they want to make up for the increase in wages? That's called inflation. I'm Steve Peasley, and this completes another Investop program. Justin Klein, I thank you very much for listening, and we do really appreciate it. Encourage you to tell everybody about our show, your friends and family. And to give in, you know, I've told you, we've been, we're in everywhere, all 50 states and, you know, many, many different countries. You can get free downloads in time at iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. And if you do it at iTunes, you can rate us. Please rate us. We would love that. Anyways, uh, 888-99-CHART. Again, you can ask questions after the show, so please do so. Independent thinking, shared success. This is Invest Talk. Enjoy your evening, everybody. Because of the nature of the interactive dialogue inherent in the format of this program, it's important for the listener to understand that not all comments made will apply to them specifically. Nothing said shall be taken to be investment advice, or shall statements on this program be considered an offer to buy or sell securities. Such advice is rendered solely on an individual basis, and at times will require that the investor review a prospectus before investing. InvestTalk is a copyrighted program of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial, a registered investment advisor, which retains all rights. For more information regarding KPP's investment advisors, call 1-800-557-5461. Steve Peasley is president and Justin Klein chief executive officer of Klein Pavlis Peasley Financial.